I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining us today is perhaps one of the biggest stories in swimming in 2020. This is a four-time World Junior Championships medalist, World Junior Championships gold medalist, a national age group record holder, Slayer, um, coming to us from Tack Titans out of North Carolina. And the team that won the 18 and under Winter Junior Championships team title, today we have Claire Curzan. Hi, thank you for having me. You're, you're really nice to come on. Is this the first interview, first video interview that's happened for you with Swim Swam? Uh, I've done a couple more, but this is like pretty official. This is your first podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, that's the most important thing. So the most important question that you're going to be asked today is, what's your Instagram handle? So you can find me at Claire.Curzan, and my last name is still with C, so sometimes people get that mixed up with a K, but C-U-R-Z-A-N. Thank you. So if you're listening to this on the download or you're watching this on video, press pause, follow her now. If you're not following her, you're not following one of the most interesting stories in swimming, one of the most exciting stories in swimming. And I got to tell you guys, I didn't even know this. I just learned it in our, in our pre-conversation that she's already been featured in the New York Times by our lovely reporter, uh, Karen Krauss. So you get, you get covered by the New York Times. That's a big deal. It, it's huge for me. It, it was insane to hear it and see the email, but I was so thankful for the opportunity. It's, um, I, we just, we were, we were having a little private chat and it's kind of funny. So the New York times first draft of history, it's a very big deal. Um, we, that we're thankful that Karen Krause is, is stepping up and doing that stuff, but like your grandparents reading the New York times, like in seeing your name, that, that has to, that is a, that's, you know, <laughs> That's a big deal. That's like uh, graduate from a great college, uh, make an Olympic team, appear in the New York Times. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, um, but it was really fun because he, he's always the one saying, I, I don't want you to care about times. I don't want you to care about place. I just want you to have fun. Um, and he's always like one of my biggest supporters. So being able to be there and have him see me like that, it, it was special. It's, uh, so let me just, just for our listeners out there, you're, you're 16 years old. When do you turn 17? June 30th. So you've got a lot of time to break more records. That's, well, uh, yeah. that, that, that's intimidating. Well, a little bit. I mean, I'm not really more of a records focused person, just more of the process and how I can improve my races. But, but just thinking about those dates, we have to consider this. I'm, I'm thinking about Olympic trials coming up so you're going to be 16 through all of it or most of it yeah Um, through through all of it yeah so my birthday will be like a couple of days after so hopefully a good birthday present would be to make the team but you never know I don't want to put too much pressure on you but it's a we're going to be thinking positive thoughts at at U.S. Olympic trials and you have I'm sure you have a huge schedule I'm so I mean, looking into your background, it's like, you know, you're, you're a flyer, but it's like, are you a flyer? Are you a freestyler? Are you a backstroker? It's like, what, what's going on? What, what, is, what is your favorite event? Um, favorite event has to be the Hunter Fly because, I mean, I've done it so much. It's basically done to a science. So I know what I'm getting into, and I just have a lot of fun with it when I do it. 
Yeah. So guys, if you're listening out there, it's you, you, Claire has to be on your radar, especially if you're a swim nerd. We've been covering her at swim swam since she was in the 11 and 12 age group. Since she did that Herculean swim, since she, she, she dipped under 54 seconds in the hundred yard butterfly as a 12 year old. That's, um, I, you know, I saw that and I'm going to be honest with you. I was a little bit jealous. No way. (laughs) I didn't go that fast as a 12 year old. It, it was surprising. I mean, I went that and I mean, a couple months before I'd gotten my first NAG at Ohio State at a winter juniors, um, my first winter juniors ever. And I couldn't tell you what an NAG was. Um, so it was a big learning process, um, but it's been a wild ride and it's been so fun. It's, um, I, if, I, I don't want to pick on Reagan Smith, but it's like Reagan is so fast. She has to like, she drops these incredible times and from my, from my point of view, it's like, those records should last a while. Yeah. You're not letting them last a while. Why would well, you keep breaking Reagan's records? And um, are you, do, you, do you know Reagan? Are you guys friends? Yeah, I Snapchat her. So she, she's, she's pretty cool. She came, she came on the pod and she was, she was fun to talk to, good to get, get to know her. Um, so everybody listening out there, there, there's a few moments in time where you probably – where, where Claire's name floated into your orbit and you went, whoa, who is this? Um, I would have to say that it was back in July when you, when you dropped the NAG records and we, we didn't know if they could be ratified. Is that correct? Yeah, somewhere around there. Were you aware of what was going on? Uh, so we're coming out of the pandemic. Everyone's been locked down. They're blue. They're sad. They're depressed. And then you swim these times in, in you know, coming, coming out, of the, out of the shutdown. And it's, it's, as, it's as if everybody in swimming woke up and went, wait, what happened? Um, were you aware of what was going on at USA Swimming after you did this swim? Um, so not really. I, I was just so excited. TAC was very fortunate to be able to host a meet at that time um, to open up and follow all the safety guidelines. So I was just more excited to get back and get racing and actually be able to race with some of my male teammates. Um, so I, I didn't, it didn't really matter to me. I was just excited to get back in the pool. So behind the scenes, um, there was a question of whether or not these records, these national age group records would be ratified. And it was, it was, I'm not going to say it was a big drama, but it was a bit of a drama. And, uh, and, and you, USC swimming can't unilaterally just say this is a NAG record, but I think I can tell you in private talks, I don't think I'm giving a lot away or, 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 or hurting anyone's confidence. They really wanted to ratify these records. And there was, um, the person who was actually could, could do it on the committee was offline, like out in the wilderness, and in swimming, as a, as a family, as like a big community, really, they needed this moment to celebrate and be like, "We're back! You brought us back, Claire." Oh, I, I'm honored to be able to do that. So I just had a ton of fun, um, and I'm glad everyone else was able to have fun too. It was it was a big moment. I, I got to know your dad just talking to him on the phone, and you have you have great parents. Uh, they're both doctors, correct? Yes. And you, are you guys in Cary, North Carolina? Is that correct? Yeah, we live in Cary. Cary, North Carolina is cool. I grew up in Charlotte. Cary's beautiful. Thank you. It's it's really developing with the RTP and everything. So getting lots bigger. So, so th- this this that moment was a big moment in swim, and like everyone sort of woke up and said, "Whoa!" You know, they, I'm sure a lot of people have followed you, but some people are, you know, their level of like following age group athletes on the rise as they become elites is 
it's varied. So maybe they didn't wake up at that moment, but they certainly did with your hundred meter butterfly, <laughs> the, the, the 56.6. Um, help me unpack this 56.6. <laughs> Uh, did you, did you, was that a goal time? Did you, did you know you had that locked and loaded? Um, I, so a couple of miles back in quarantine, like I saw something online where it's like, write down your goals and you're 40% more likely to achieve them. So I swam that and I actually came back to my house and I found the notebook and it actually said, um, I'm so excited. I went 56 at Greensboro. So I was like, oh my gosh, how cool. Um, so that was like insane. <laughs> Um, but going into that meet, I, I wasn't really expecting anything. It was long course, first long course meet. I'd done one before, but this was like big. So, um, I was just, it was a different pool. It was at GAC instead of TAC where I normally swim. Um, and everything, I just, the stars aligned and it was perfect. It was a perfect race. I don't know if the stars aligned. Now, if I heard you correctly, you wrote this down and you wrote Mm -hmm. it down in like in past tense, like it already happened. Is that correct? Yeah. I saw it online. You were supposed to write it down like it, it happened. So it's as if it's already happened. And you, so you went back. That's pretty cool. So it, did you do it to the 100th? Did you, how did you, how did you do your goal time out? I just did 56 and I was like, dang. That's 56.6 is solidly 56. You're, you're, yeah. So the, everybody woke up and was like, whoa. So now you're on everyone's radar. I can tell you at Swim Swam in the editorial room, everyone went bananas. Really? They were, yeah, that was like, this is a big moment. When, when I say go bananas, everyone's professional, but it's like, this is a big deal. We got we to gotta, we gotta react to this very quickly. Um, everyone starts texting each other, yelling at each other over desks. But, uh, so as we stand right now, guys, th- th- those, those are two moments back in July, the, the, the nags that, that we waited for them to be ratified. And then, of course, that 56.6 meter butterfly. As it stands right now, you have, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, uh, nag records in the 50 free, 100 free, 100 fly, 50, 100 back, and 100 meter long course fly. And we are going to be rolling through Olympic trials next year as a 15, 16 year old. Ooh, this is a unique situation. This is very exciting. We have lots of real estate and time to, to own some more nags or at least improve on nags. Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, now that you've done your goal times, have you rewritten your goal times? You don't have to share them unless you want to. Um, I, I mean, aside from what I wrote down in the thing, the notebook thing, um, I'm not really much of a, I have to be the specific time and then, and then I'll be happy. It's more, I'm going to fix this and this in my race and then we'll see what happens when we look up at the scoreboard. Um, so I'm definitely, I mean, it's so real now. Um, I'm more excited than ever for trials. Um, but I know I'm just getting prepared. Um, not really shooting for anything, but just trying to start my race. No, no, understandable. It's, um, I have, do you mind sharing? Like, what, what are you thinking about in terms of schedule for Olympic trials? So right now I'm qualified in five events, the 50, 100 free, 100, 200 back and the 100 fly. So I'm going to plan on swim, swimming all of them. Um, but if with trials being prelims, semis and then finals, um, if I have to scratch an event to prepare for final or semifinal, then I think we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Okay. Is it, uh, you know, some, some swimmers will go to trials when they're young and just watch. Did, did you go or did you watch it on television? I watched it on television. Are, are you, so 
All right. It's a, so we, we've been in Omaha since 2008. Now we're hoping that we're going to be back there again. So we've been, so 2008, 12 and 16, we're hoping to be back again in 2020. Of course, that depends on the pandemic and the vaccines, but it's looking promising. And there's all sorts of plans about making sure it is there from USA Swimming. This venue, are, are you, so do you, do you have an understanding of what this venue is like? Yes. Compared to, you know, a little bit of, have you talked to other, have you talked to other Olympians? Have you made friends with Olympians, and have they given you advice? Um, I can't say I have. Maybe I should probably reach out. Um, but across Instagram, sometimes USA Swimming posts like the building of trials or the hype video. So I've been watching those and the fire and everything. It's it's so cool. It's 2008. Uh, the first time we were there, everyone's mind was blown, and of course. Uh, the fire was new and we were on the first row. I was on the first row many of the days. You could feel the heat and swimmers said they could feel the heat in the water. That's so cool. Um, but so it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a unique moment. It's going to be a fun moment. And, uh, and that's, these are all gold times and this is the future and we don't want to get too pressure filled as we're rolling into the holidays. So let's get nuts and bolts. Tell me a little bit about your process in terms of training. What's, um, you know, what's a, what's a normal work day like? What's a normal work week like? So right now my school is online, so I'm able to go practice in the morning, my main practice. So Monday through Saturday, I do practice 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. And then I'll go to school. And then on Mondays and Fridays, I'll come back for an hour to do a double. And then my coach has us doing dryland um monday wednesday friday so pretty pretty loaded but it's good this is actually like one of my first years doing doubles so it's it's been it's been a wild ride um but it's it's all the good more sore than ever but so happy about it um christmas training right now it's been pretty rough uh bruce bruce is hitting us pretty hard not literally but practice has been pretty hard um but it's been so fun to be able to get back with my teammates um and just be able to train in the safe setting so it's uh it, you know in, in the 19 long before you were ever born there were certain programs in the 70s and 80s that did a hundred thousand meters a week what's uh and and, and that's been very some people do really huge workloads some people don't what's uh what's it what's it like what's like a you know what's your what's your distance per day or per week? Um, so typically I'm right around 6,000. Um, I am a sprinter through and through, so not too much, mainly just speed endurance, um, lots of consecutive 50s, um, some hundreds, and then occasional 25s. So not sounds, too like much. A, sounds like a lot of pace work. Yeah. How often are you swimming in fifth gear? Like uh, get up on the blocks, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go fast. So I wish we did more get up on the blocks, but it's mainly just from a push to mimic like the second 50 of a hundred. Um, but we do like pace type of stuff every day. So, but it really hits hard Wednesday, Saturday. Those are like our big pace days. Um, so, you know, we had Bob Bowman and we had Bob with Michael Phelps coach on and, and something that and, and I've known Bob's God, I've known Bob for 25 years, but uh, Bob was an assistant coach when I was on a club team. So I love Bob. But there was something that you know y'all we, we hear about we hear from Bob is like he didn't have Michael train fly. He Michael didn't really swim fly and practice that much. 
How much, how much of your workload is fly? Um, I have like a designated fly day. So like Mondays and Wednesdays, um, when we do a lot of pace, I'll do fly. Um, but other the days I'm focusing on backstroke, a lot of days we're doing freestyle, um, never just really like all fly, but if it's a main set, we'll focus on fly. Uh, so I heard Mondays and Wednesdays. Let's just say it's one of the days. Are those the days where you wake up and you're like, I don't want this to be a fly day. <laughs> Mondays are hard because you get off the day break and you're like, oh, it was so nice. I was able to like sleep all day. Um, now I have to go do hundreds fly, but it's okay. You get over it once you get there and you get in, you get into it. So It's uh, flies fun. Mm hmm. When you get into it, if you're sore, it's not so much fun, but it, it, it's, um, all right, here we go. Let's, I, I, we, we've been, we've talked a little bit off camera. I talked to your parents. I like to get to know the parents before I know anybody who's, who's an age grouper, but, uh, I, I, I wanted to ask them like the second most important question we can, we can ask here is like, do you have your driver's license? And if you don't, why not? Um, so I actually don't, I'm getting it in March. So I'm excited for that. But um, I actually, you have to take a course in North Carolina before you can get your permit. Um, so I had a course set up and everything. And then I made the junior world team. So I had to delay that course. And so then I had to delay getting my permit. And then after you get your permit, you have to wait a year to get your license. So I'm a little behind the ball, but that's okay. So that's, well, I mean, I would, I would call that a great excuse and a great reason not to have your driver's license to go to the World Junior Championships in Budapest, right? gorgeous city. Um, was that your first national team trip? Yeah, it was. It was so fun. That's a good sign. First national team trip coming away with four pieces of hardware. You know, a lot of people go on their first trip and they, and, and they get scared. They get nervous. They have a bad meet. Um, you, had a, you had a very solid meet and it's a, it's so talk to me about that experience because that is a unique experience experience for any athlete in their career. So it was kind of like a double taper thing. So you had to taper for nationals because I obviously wanted to make the team. Um, and then like you kind of went up for two weeks and then you came back down right before you left. Um, so the double taper was strange, but I mean, once I got there, got in swimming, got off the jet lag, um, time change that was new for me. Um, the farthest I'm used to is three hours, which isn't terrible, but six, six is a lot. Um, but I think it was a really solid meet, like you said. Um, I wished I could have done maybe a little better, but for my first team, I can't complain. It's, I, did you, I mean, it's, there's a dynamic when you travel with, and you're representing the red, white, and blue and representing Team USA. And that dynamic is we, you see, I don't want to, I don't want, I want to be negative, but it, it is true. You do see some people fail. And, uh, and then they have to overcome that. But a lot of people will have a, a bad national team first trip. And it's uh, the fact that you came away with hardware is very nice. Where do you keep your medals? Um, so I got them in the 100 fly, 50 fly, 100 back, and then 4 by 100 medley relay. But where do you keep them? Uh, they're in my room hanging up. They're hanging up. Okay, you're hanging them up. So at a certain age, they it, it's like it's like you know you you have your medals up. At a certain age, you, you ask everybody, and they always some people some very responsible people have them displayed nicely. Some people put them in a sock drawer. Um, I'm kind of a combination. I mean, 
a lot of the meets you get like big boxes with the metals so they're hard to kind of display without getting cluttered so some of them are kind of in a closet but you get trinkets when you went to junior world so you got this little rubik's cube because that's where it was invented um so there's little rubik's cube people um and so i have those displayed and they're really fun to look at it's uh so milestone moment, first national team trip. Is Was there a moment in your career? Let's talk about moments that, that, that like rewire your brain and make you think differently. Was there a moment when you were like, uh, wow, I'm good at this. Uh, I'm great at this. Mm-hmm. And this is my thing. And this is going to be my thing until the end. Because um, you're on that path right now. What's When was that moment for you? I think... The really big moment for me was at Greensboro when I went 56-6 because before you're speculating like, yeah, if I go this, I could make the Olympic team. If I go this, I I compare to this in the world. Um, But I think that was kind of a breakout swim for me. So it it really kind of showed who I was and kind of put my name out there. And I got really excited. One of the most exciting swimmers of 2020. That's probably the most, that's probably the biggest understatement of 2020 that you just gave. The, the 56, 56.6 was, it's like somebody set off an, an explosion. It was, uh, you know, it was pretty cool. My understanding is that Claire Donahue uh, will drop in on deck and, mm-hmm. and coach. Um, I think that you're faster than, than she was for her personal best time now. So did you like walk up to her and be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I got no, you. No. Um, <laughs> so she wasn't at Greensboro with me, but when I came back, I saw her at the pool deck and we actually laughed about it. And she was like, Yeah, the first person I called when I heard that was my mom. And we talked about it. And she's been a great resource for me because she's been through the whole process. She's been to the Olympics. Um, so just being able to talk to her about it, it's it's been monumental. So you have, there you go. You have someone you can talk to. You have someone you can lean into and you can say, Hey, what's, what's, what, what's step two, three, mm-hmm. four, five, six, seven. It's, um, has she been, has she, you know, she comes in on deck and she, she doesn't coach all the time, but she, but she steps in on deck. Has she been, has she offered you insights in terms of body position, little pointers, pro tips. Um, so she'll talk about more like how mentality into the race. Bruce is more of the technical, guru he he loves that stuff um but she more of the you have to do this business business like you don't want to get too psyched out about it um more just as a a supporting arm for more of the mental aspect you know a lot of athletes whether they're young or they are over 30 and they're rolling into their fourth or fifth olympic games um they deal with anxiety they deal with nerves and uh so it it doesn't really matter how 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 accomplished you are. Everyone, everyone has their own sort of level of management they have to deal with. So, you know, are, are you someone, you know, what's, what's your, what's, what's your, what's your mind like when you're, when you're stepping up to race? So I've actually been working on this over quarantine. Um, I noticed this kind of in Budapest and in nationals, I was so focused on kind of the end goal that I got too nervous about it and then kind of tensed up during my race. Um, so I'm focusing more on my own lane, my own swimming. Um, I think it's really helped just to be able to center my mind on, on the process instead of more of the end result. Um, do you, do you like racing people? I, I love racing people. I'm, I'm a middle child. So I have an older brother that I'm really competitive with. 
um, but love him to death. And he's kind of fostered that competitiveness in me. I imagine you beat a lot of guys in practice. I'm not trying to make your practices awkward if anybody listens to this, but it, I, I, you know, I think people would be disappointed if I didn't ask you about it, but it seems to me like you probably are just hammering guys. It's like crushing them. Um, I'm not, you don't have to say yes or no. You just have to respond. <laughs> do, do you enjoy that? I, I like racing. So put someone next to me and I, I'll try my best to beat them. So it's been fun. Boys are boy, boys are girls. Um, I'm always up for a challenge. So the, the, the secret is that even as you swim all the way through college that oftentimes, like I would train with the women's team in college because they did more work mm -hmm. and they were, they would be a little more consistent. The guys were always, you know, resting more for whatever reason, but the women always train. So this is kind of a consistent thing. I am always having my best work training with the women's team. You must, you, I mean, I imagine like every college on the planet is parked outside you're on your front lawn or trying to your your mailbox must be stuffed <laughs> not my mailbox more of my phone is blowing up but yeah um that's a very personal question those are very personal thoughts but i mean if you wanted to hint that you you like certain programs no one no one would be upset at swim swam if you did that <sighs> I haven't made my decision yet. I, I like to take my time on things, but there there's so many great programs out there. It's it's hard to choose one. Yeah, it's very difficult. It's a big decision, and it's uh, you know what? Thankfully, it's it's a little ways off, mm -hmm. and and you you get to focus between now and and uh, and next next spring. So what? So let's see here. How long is a Claire Curzan taper? Um. It depends on the meet. So right now it varies if we want to taper a lot or a little bit. Um, I think going into trials now, we're probably not going to taper that much until we get there. Um, but like a solid long taper is kind of the week before we, like, we're really coming down. Um, so mostly just printing stuff, not probably above 4,000. Um, but it'll start to come down like a little bit two weeks before. Um, so you're doing work. It's out here. The, what I hear from your answer is that, um, that's a short, that's a short taper. And it also sounds like you could have a great second taper mm -hmm. if you make the Olympic team. Fingers crossed. So. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for sure. Now I have some, I have some personal questions. You, you, you got to tell me about, you know, so middle child, a lot of middle, a lot of middle children become star actors, star athletes. Um, and you have shared that it makes you competitive. Um, so what is it like? What's, what's, what, what's the middle child situation like, or do you feel that you're missed? <laughs> um, so I have an older brother named Sean, um, only boy. Um, so he, of course, can't get yelled at. He's the precious son. And I have a younger sister who is five and a half years younger than me. So she's the baby girl. Um, so I put my head down, go to swim, Claire, I go to swim. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's fun. A lot of chaos in the house, but I, I wouldn't miss it for the world. It's, it sounds like, uh, it sounds, based on my research, it sounds like you have a very interesting and varied life. Um, I understand you read a lot. Like it's, you're somebody, you put your, put your face in a book and you consume the book, consume the series. How many books are you reading in a, in a month or a year? 
So I try to read whenever I can with school and everything. I try to focus on that because, as you said, once I get into it, I really get into it. Um, but I'm actually reading the Maze Runner series right now because I was a chicken when I was younger and that stuff scared me. Um, but I'm getting into it now and it's really good. So like a 300 page book a day, that's typically if I get into it, that's pretty easy for me. I imagine after practice, you just, if you're reading the book, you just fall, you'd fall asleep. I, no. I'm a big napper. So, so I stay awake during the day. You're a sprinter. You've got to be ready to go at all times. Yeah. Um, so let's talk to me about the things that, like, I understand that uh, you love sushi. Mm-hmm. How, how, how crazy, I mean, what's, what's your go-to for sushi? So I like a rainbow roll with only raw salmon on top. That's like my go-to. Um, my dad's a big sushi guy. He's from California. So he introduced that to me and my siblings and, and we love it. It's, um, and so ice cream, uh, ice cream and burgers. Is this, this is like, uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm looking back at you, ask about ice cream and burgers. Um, so that is my holy grail. I have ice cream every night. Um, can't, miss it, can't miss it every night. Mint chocolate chip, um, Briar's ice cream, the tubs. Yeah. And then burgers during meats are my favorite meal. During the U.S. Open, I had a burger for lunch and dinner every day. Um, and we got it from Bad Daddy, so they have really good tater tots. I was not the healthiest eater like during that meet, but it was delicious. So I know some coaches that might be a little upset with the with the burger for lunch and dinner every day, but hey, if it's work, it's working right now. It's, del- no. it's delivering that fifty six point six. Can't really argue with it. Yeah, it's it's um, so you obviously love to eat like all swimmers because that is like our, our special talent and skill. It's just eating. Yes, but you have some really crazy allergies mm-hmm. and uh this is not just run of the mill break that down for us so i'm allergic to peanuts tree nuts gelatin shellfish um so peanuts and tree nuts it's kind of widely known but gelatin a little less common um so i can't have marshmallows can't have jello um but i mean i've got it when i was younger so i don't really miss out because i, I don't remember eating them so do you have to? Do you have to have a? Do you have to bring an EpiPen with you wherever you go? Yeah, wow. they're yeah. pretty <laughs> Yeah, that's um, things you have to do. It's like why you can get your, you can be an elite swimmer, and then you have you have these challenges that you have to manage. That's okay. It's uh, in, in in terms of in terms of just like having fun. Mm-hmm. If I if you're hanging out, what 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 is your what's your perfect day? Um, so I'm a big sleeper. I love sleeping. So sleep in as late as possible. Um, and then hanging out with family or friends. It's, it's amazing. And then bonfires at night. Those are so fun. And we never really have them much because it's either too hot or too cold here. Um, but those are really enjoyable. I think something that's always interesting when, when, when talking to any elite swimmer is that it's, uh, particularly women is they, they, they start ascending and achieving very early. And, you know, I know you're an online, taking online classes, but at school, do do your peers know, do they know how talented you are? Are they aware of it? Um, It kind of varies because, I mean, with football, everyone knows football. Swimming, it's a little less common. Um, So if they're they're big swimmers, I think they know, like, the scale of it. Um, But other ones are like, hey, did you win that meet? It's like, well, can't really win a meet, but okay. 
Um, but I'm, I'm not a swimmer girl over school because always wet hair going into school when I went into school. Um, I always smelled like chlorine <laughs> comes with it. Um, but I, I don't think, I mean, school posts about it sometimes. Um, and I do high school swim. So I think they kind of know from that. It's, um, it's something that, that athletes have to manage, and it's always interesting. Usually, it seems like in, when, sometimes when they're in private schools, uh, people understand it a little more. But uh, I wanted people to get to know you a little bit and follow your Instagram handle, Claire.Curzan uh, on Instagram. So, but let's bring it back to swim because you had a great year, but you closed out this year. I think that you won the most uh, winter championship titles with three of the guys and the girls. Is that correct? Uh, yes. That's, uh, that's, that's, it's pretty impressive. It's, um, did, did you feel like, ah, oh, at the end of the year, I, I'm just, I want this to be over or um, you know. not really. I mean, I love a meet whenever it comes up. Um, the event schedule is actually kind of different than this meet, the way it was set up. So the hunter fly was by itself on Friday and on Saturday I had the 53 before the hunter back. So I actually got to focus more on my backstroke because um, typically I always have hunter fly, hunter back double. Um, so it was really fun to be able to actually like really hone in on backstroke and really focus on it. And now you're, I thought you're a spinner. What's the deal with this 149, 200 back, second performance, <laughs> second best performance of all time. No, actually no one's ever gone a, a 49. You're the only 149. Um, it's 200. 200 backs is, is, is hard. Mm -hmm. where, where did that come from? Um, I guess I just don't swim backstroke enough to have like those little drops. So whenever I do, it's, it's big to big. Um, but Bruce told me that after my prelim swim, he's like, hey, you're going to swim this 100 back this 200 back before you're 100 free. And if tonight you want to focus on the 100 free, then we can scratch two back. So swim the two back in the morning, like it's your, your finals. So I did that. I went um, 151 or 150-ish. I, I don't remember exact times, but um, that was pretty exciting because broke that 152 barrier. Um, and then he was like, do you want to swim when we come back? And I was like, you know what, just do the double. 200 back hurts, but it's hunter free. You can swim it. Um, and, you know, it, it was finals. Everyone was getting excited. Last day of the meet. Um, and I think it just came together. 149.3, second fastest in, in history for a 15, 16 age group. Uh, 13th fastest woman, period. Um, hunter fly, you, you rattled your nag there, 49.8. It's, uh, and, and then your, your, your 50.1 nag in the 100. 100 backstroke. Once again, just you're 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 trolling Reagan Smith. <laughs> Reagan, stop it. <laughs> That's no, it's, it, those, are, those are great swims. Um, what's what what's in store for the future? The near future. We're beyond Christmas training. What's uh, what's coming up next? So Richmond Pro Series, I'll I'll be going there. Um, my coach didn't want us to travel that far, so Richmond's close by, and it would be convenient to go to. All right, we are wrapping up here. Is there anything that, that you would like to share and that, that I've missed? I'm pretty good, but I just wanted to wish everyone a happy holidays. Hope, I hope it's safe and that you all have fun. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. 
Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.